Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 30. God, we made it to 30 episodes. I'm patting myself on the back for this one. Of Post and Pints, uh, we're going to call this the Martin Brodeur Henrik Lundqvist episode. Two very, very good goalies in their day. As usual, my name is Matt. That doesn't change. Neither does the group of gentlemen around me, which is Dre, Kyle, and Alex. Don't Today, lie, though, we it did have change a... this week. What changed this week? Don't lie, it did change this week. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not about. the same group of people from last week. No, we don't, don't, we, don't talk, we don't talk about that anymore. Oh, yeah, that's it. right. That guy died. My bad. Yeah, no, no. That was a tragic death. You know, we, we had we, to keep we, it out. We kept it out of the papers. We're not going to talk about it. It's done. Are we it's talking done. about Dre? How Trey? I think so. Dre? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Back on topic. We have a very special guest, a UCLA grad, a member of the United States men's beach soccer team. And CEO and co-founder of King's Pro Custom Shin Guards. Everyone, please welcome Oscar Reyes. Hey, thank you for that awesome introduction, man. <laughs> hey, man, you have the resume that deserves that introduction. That's, that's what I'm talking about. I like about. that. I like that. I'll take it. I'll take it. Like when people introduce me, they're like a guy who orders Quadoba twice a week <laughs> with a fantastic mustache. You know, yeah. it's good when your resume reads like a heavyweight fight introduction. <laughs> That's, it. That's what it felt like, man. Standing in the blue corner. <laughs> yeah. As exactly. usual, as something that has not changed since day one, we're going to talk about what we're drinking before we go into talking about soccer and life. So, Oscar. You talked a little bit about it. What are you drinking? Water, man. I'm uh, getting ready for the World Cup qualifiers, and the World Cup is in Russia 2021, given that COVID-19 gives us an opportunity. But just water, man. Hey, that is the that is the best reason someone can drink water. We've heard some <laughs> sorry-ass excuses, and yeah, that are is the best reason. Are you telling me you can only drink water until 2021? No, no, definitely <laughs> oh, not. <God>. But, <laughs> but, but right now I'm drinking water. But another thing I want to dissect from that is the U.S. beach is the beach World Cup in Russia. There's no beaches. <laughs> Maybe it's Sochi. It's, about no, it's it. made of snow. The sand is and, actually. Snow. And they're actually they were world champs not that long ago. They have domes and they play indoors. How cool is yeah. that? Yeah. I'm like I'm from Ukraine and the only beaches I know we have in Ukraine are like. In the south, Russia has like the yes. north line, and then they have like Sochi, which is a little bit warm. Yeah, no, they they play indoors, man, and they've been doing it for some time, and they're good. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Alex, what are we drinking? I am drinking. <laughs> I forgot to go to the liquor store, so I had to whip out the old trusty box of wine, white wine from Lab. Keeping it classy, girls. Keeping it classy. <laughs> perfect, nice. perfect, perfect. Mr. Myers, I can finally drink after three weeks. Welcome back. So, I just went with PBR. You know, I'm not going to break the mold today. <laughs> hey, don't he's break also it. he's also keeping it classy. Hey, I was about to say that's that's the Kyle I know and love. And Dre, what what are we uh, consuming this evening? So this red Solo Cup mug that is usually filled Holy with water shit. is today actually filled with Heineken. So there we go. Ah, there you go. I lived in Amsterdam, and Heineken is the one. Oh, yeah. It's everywhere. Nice. <laughs> I didn't know that. And, you know, in honor of Champions League, Oscar, if you don't know, I'm a Bayern Munich fan, so oh, now they're Champions League, oh, I, gotta, I gotta keep, uh, Congrats. keep the... Thank you. I gotta keep the Heineken sponsorship going. We have yeah. to slip the 8-1 in somewhere. 8-2. 8-2. 
I wasn't give them that much credit. They don't deserve it. Well, he could also be 9 1 because we, we scored an own goal for one of the goals. So anyway. <laughs> and I am consuming this evening a gift from our former host. Justin hooked me up Ooh. with some Takahoe Brewing Company old school IPA. It is, uh, I just had one pre gaming, and now I'm going to have my beer of the pod. So we're, we're in good spirits going in, ladies and gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. There you go. Cheers, boys. Thank you kindly. Thank you kindly. As we go into asking our guest questions, I first want to pick your brain. How do you like, how did you like MLS's back? I enjoyed it thoroughly, more so because there's a ton of players wearing our shin guards. So I'm like a fan of everyone who wears our shin guards, right? Like right. anyone who wears our shin guards, that's who we follow, right? Which is yeah. spread out amongst all the teams. So it was just awesome to watch them. Obviously, some of the teams were like, trying new players and stuff so as an enthusiast of soccer i enjoyed seeing that mix no, very cool a- very cool absolutely absolutely if you had to choose your favorite going into the regular season team wise who, who are you picking i'm gonna <laughs> i'm choosing fc cincinnati because my boy from Whoa. santa Ana, california frankie amaya just got drafted first round first pick so i gotta right, support nice. bro okay I that's, a that's a good reason you tell have- do you actually have an MLS club that you support? I, I support LA Galaxy because I was part of the first LA Galaxy Academy youth program that first started oh, yeah. their program now. Hey, so cool. my really bias cool. takes me to LA Galaxy, right? I mean, you um, have to. You, if, you're on, <laughs> yeah. if you're on the youth roster, man, you, you got to go with that. Yes, definitely. Nice. Right now is FC Cincinnati because we're supporting our youth, bro. There you go. Hey, and um, well, one congratulations to you. But uh, tell your uh, tell your friend congratulations on his you know future with FC Cincinnati. Thank you. He's got five fans. He's got four friends right now. So, <laughs> so leading us now into the reason why we're all here. First question I want to ask you. I want you to tell us what motivated you to creating Kings Pro Shin Guards. Great question, man. Um. Uh, I came to the United States from Mexico and we are just naturally fans of soccer. So my dad played uh, professionally in in Mexico, came to the United States and played semi-pro here in Orange County, California, before the MLS had uh, actually been established, which was, I believe it was 1996. So around 1994, my dad played in Germany. He was playing for Karlsruhe at the time. They were playing second division Bundesliga. That's where Oliver Kahn started his career. Mm-hmm. Um, decides to come back to Orange County, California. Uh, I have an older brother. He's a year and a half older than me. So we grew up really in the soccer arena all the time. Where I'm from, I'm from Santa Ana, California. It's heavily populated with uh, Latinos, Hispanics, Asians. So soccer is like really a cultural thing here. And so we followed soccer, soccer and academics, put in a lot of work. My sister was actually born when I was 10 years old. At 10 years old, I took my first Sharpie and I started writing on my shin guards. Motivational stuff for me. Nobody knew about this, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually would write on my shoes. I would write in my walls. I'm in my home office right now, so you can see my, my walls. So I just I would throw up some stuff for me that was motivational for me, right, for my mental strength of the game. Uh, it was something that I did my whole life. Uh, eventually, I ended up at UCLA. I ended up with the U.S. youth national team because I became a, a citizen here. 
go to UCLA, played four years. After that, I was in Holland for some time. Uh, I lived in Amsterdam for a year and a half. I was um, uh, professionally out there. And then Hungary uh, after that for another half a year. Before we decided to come back, myself and my brother, to come back to our city to serve our community who is a low-income community and very much needs the support. And I ended up coming back and thought it would be a dope idea to make some pretty awesome custom shin guards and have soccer players all over the world wear our shin guards and obviously make them look a little bit nicer than what I used to do with my Sharpie. So that's how King's Pro started. That's the story of King's Pro. Today, we came back to our city three years after King's Pro started in 2018. We opened up our own nonprofit after-school organization. We serve youth in Santa Ana through soccer, and our shin guards funds that project that we have. Uh, that that's absolutely wonderful. Like definitely something that's like big for our group is like we love hearing stories that not only have to do with people's success, but they take that success and they build it and they send it right back into the community. And like, for, especially for me, I find that completely heartwarming. And I believe I speak for the rest of the group where I'm like. We hear stories like that, and like that makes these moments right now, like the conversations we're having, worth it so much. I appreciate that, bro. I really do. Yeah, that that that. There's a whole lot to unpack there, but I mean, congrats. That's yeah. Like, I try to give you like a rundown, that's, right? That's a lot. That's a lot of work in in a very short amount of time that you condensed it. And that's honestly, we we, we just tip tip the hat to you for for, Thank your, you, sir. for returning back that. to to Santa Ana to your community and giving back, especially with the uh, the low income stuff, uh, the housing there, and then supporting the the, the community that, that kind of made you who you are. So that's really cool. 100, man. Awesome. So definitely to continue riding on talking about the shin guards. Recently, you guys did come out with your end racism shin guards. Yes. Descri- describe to me how that creation process went and how have you guys done so far? Yeah, so that was that's interesting, actually. So because of our soccer background, we have a lot of whether they were teammates or players who we played against or we played in the youth levels, in the professional levels, at, everywhere in the world uh, that wear our shin guards, right? So the MLS had not yet announced that they were going to have the MLS back tournament, right? So this was pre that. My buddy, Miguel Ibarra, plays for Seattle Sounders. He was, before he was with the Minnesota United, uh, he was their number 10. And he messaged me because he had just gotten word that the MLS tournament was going to happen. Uh, he messaged me. He's like, look, man. And at that moment was when all these uh, protests were going on and all this stuff. And me being a sociologist by career uh, from UCLA, you know, we've always kind of had something like that on the back end. But he was he was really adamant, like, look, bro, we want to we're going to do this as a league. Like it's bigger than all of us. And as soon as he said that, I was like, all right, say less, you know, like let's let's throw up a design and let's make it happen. So. You know, we we threw up a design, all this stuff. So this initially started only, this was only going to be for Miguel Ibarra. But then he, I sent him the design and then he showed his teammates and his teammates were like, bro, you have to get those for us, you know, all this stuff. So it just kind of really started going like that. And then when they got their shin guards, because I, I expedited that shipment to them, literally the whole MLS found out. And so Philadelphia Union reached out and they were like, look, we're doing our own thing, but we want shin guards. And then the New England Revolution reached out and then because Diego Fagundes, who's a great friend of mine, plays there. And then uh, New York's uh, New York Red Bulls uh, wore them. And so and Inter Miami. 
so it just literally happened from nothing to like just boom let's make it happen and then at the end we just ended up throwing it thrown out because we knew the that we would get some support also some drawback and it's expected because it's a tough tough uh subject to touch right and but that's what it was it was to welcome those conversations and it, it was pretty cool man it's been pretty cool and i gotta send you guys all a pair by the way <laughs> i was about oh, to yeah. I, we, we appreciate it if you could if you could <laughs> we're down down the road we're gonna be doing we're gonna be starting to do youtube and we're gonna do like have an actual studio if you could could you please sign the pair that you send us because we're gonna frame them and we would like to definitely have those say less <laughs> yeah. So, mo moving on here, I think you kind of almost took my question, so I'm gonna try to change it up on you a little bit. What has the reaction been from the fans, from the teams? Kind of just the reaction that you've heard to uh, having your shin guards in this MLS's back tournament. What have you heard from players? Has it started that dialogue and that conversation that you kind of hope to accomplish with with these uh, with this design? Definitely, man. Look, coming from one of the most diverse countries in the world, bro. I mean. I'm just all about, you know, embracing. And I think soccer in that sense, it really is that bridge that we need. I'll tell you why. Because as a soccer player, you have all sorts of teammates. You have black, white, this, that, all all of them, bro. And because you guys are teammates and you guys have to, you know, give the best face every single day and you guys are in a professional environment, what happens is it becomes a, a big brotherhood, right? That's why you see everybody taking a knee because it's a brotherhood for them. And it's naked to the eye. It could be naked to the eye because the, the foreigner who's just watching on TV may or may not understand that, right? Maybe they did sports. Maybe they didn't do sports. And it's not just soccer in general. I mean, sports and art is is something that brings different ethnicities together, right? Mm -hmm. So within them, for me, it wasn't surprising that they all wanted to do it because I've, I I still play with the U.S. Beach Soccer National Team. And we're, we have Spaniards, Colombians, Brazilians that have made their lives here, like generations here, you know, and their mm -hmm. lives are here. And they partake to the economy and like they're great citizens and some of the best people that I know. So that was cool. And we anticipated that the reaction on the other end would be kind of loud, you know. And like I said, it's a tough subject to touch, but uh, it's a very much needed subject to be touched because I look, I'm not limited by being Mexican or American or brown or a soccer player or a CEO or a founder or those are just identities, but I'm not limited to those identities. I'm a citizen of the world, bro, and my religion is to do good for my people. And everybody's my people. That's a beautiful way to put it. I wish more um, people thought that way. Yeah. Sure, bro. No, I hear you. I hear you, bro. I hear it's, you. It's it's great that, you know, I think all of us feel this way, but soccer is such a universal thing. It doesn't matter which corner of the world you're on. Somehow you will have seen a game, you'll have a rolled up bunch of socks or, or something, and you can play with one person, you could play with 100 people, and, and it, it always brings everyone together because at some point everyone's seen a soccer game or played with played soccer, and in that, you know, it does bring everyone together, and it's great. And I've had some, some people tell me American football and this and that, but soccer is the world sport. It doesn't compare to American football. 100%. There's no way. Yeah. So soccer is the world sport. And yeah. To say otherwise, I mean, Real Madrid, Barcelona draws more more people than the Super Bowl. Yeah, does. every year. Just, just in that, right? So, right. let alone the World Cup. And then you, you touched on this part briefly already, and it was kind of one of my next questions. 
when you sent the design to Miguel Ibarra of the, uh, the end racism uh, shin guard, you showed it to his teammates. Did it really just grow that organically, or did you have to like reach out to teams, or were they coming to you get to get these shin guards? Is it like a contract thing, or did do players just buy them directly from you? Like, how did all that work? Yeah. So most players already wear our custom shin guards, right? And so, mm -hmm. like Philadelphia Union, we've been providing them shin guards for three years now. So we have a great relationship with Philadelphia Union. The kitman for New York Red Bulls, he's also fond of our shin guards. We've gotten shin guards for some of his players. So when when Miguel Ibarra showed his players and, you know, people started posting and sharing it and another player found out on another team, then that's kind of how it happened. And and so, for example, Diego Fagundes in New England Revolution, I reached out to him. I was like, look, bro, we're making some dope shin guards. Let's hook your team up. And he was like, say less, bro. Right. <laughs> So nice. that's kind of how it happened. You know, with the social media right now, just one tag, it could really go a long way. So it was very organic. That's that's super cool. That's incredible. That's awesome. That's the power of social media right there. Correct. <laughs> yeah, man. So, hey, Oscar, before we started, you actually mentioned that you're starting a new venture and that you're introducing online courses in the near future. What are, what, are, what are these courses about? So... And it's a it's because of the pandemic, right? We 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 serve our youth via soccer, but when you can't meet, then there is no soccer, right? So yeah. it really was this whole shift in strategy with our team to want to put together a program, an online course that teaches. So our, what what we are going to teach is the mindset. We call it the soccer baller mindset, right? And this mindset is true in basketball and baseball and in whatever arts, whatever music, it's it's a mindset. It's it's for us, it's all mental. Our our hashtag is what motivates you, right? So similar to the way I used to write on my shin guards for us, that's what it's been. So we teach young soccer ballers how to tap into the soccer baller mindset. So for us, it's the, what separates the amateur from the elite player is their ability to tap into this baller mindset. And I'm sure you guys have all tapped into it. It's, it's Some other people call it being in the zone. Mm -hmm. So you could do this consciously through many different ways. And for us, visually, our shin guards are a, what we call a visual trigger to tap into this soccer baller mindset, right? So we use our shin guards as a vehicle to get us into that mindset, for example, right? I play beach soccer now. We don't wear shin guards. So I wear tape here. And I write on my tape. So when I'm playing and I write powerful stuff, that means something to me. and means nothing to nobody else, right? But that visual trigger, that visual cue for me is enough to push me in the 90th minute when it's overtime and it's, you know, balls to the wall, like they say. And, and that's how we tap into it. So we're teaching that, right? Especially through this pandemic right now where people, some can't go out and train and this and that. That's how we think we could uh, serve our community. So those are uh, pending and coming in the next couple of weeks, actually. That's yeah, that's incredible. And that's exactly what, you know, the youth needs right now. They can't go outside. And if they can go outside, they're, they're by themselves or, you know, small groups. Definitely. So these classes, just getting into that mindset, just it's going to want to motivate them to and we give them farther. And we give them access to professional athletes like Frankie Amaya that I just told you. Our, mm -hmm. our players will hear from him. So it's not like this, hey, let me tell you this, let me tell you this. We very engaging. There's videos. It's a very engaging way that we approach them, and we have professional athletes coming in, chiming in, and talking. So is it is it like focused towards a certain age? Can is it can anyone really get into it? How does it work? How's that so set up? It's it's meant to be any age because 
we we serve youth and we'd like for the parents also to consume and help them on this journey right because it's a lot of content it really is but it's really dumbed down so that your 70 year old sitting with the parent the parent can be like are you understanding because the words and verbiage and the content is really dumbed down no i mean honestly like 100 percent. i i that sounds amazing because like i think about it a lot of us are significant others are teachers and like the biggest thing that they're hearing from, at least I can at least say from my wife, is they're trying to find, figure out a way to keep the kids motivated throughout the summer. And they're trying different online courses. And I can't wait to show my wife some of these videos because yes. I feel like she's going to end up sharing them to her either future kids or her older kids. And, you know, I have a feeling like it's just going to absolutely blow up. And look, I'm going to tell you something. And then just because you guys are amazing and I can sense your guys' energy, the content of this, of these courses are the methodology that we use within our nonprofit organization called La Academia, which is a 77 page excerpt, which we have copyrighted. And usually, like the Barcelonas and their Madrids, when they train, they train closed doors. They don't, you know, they don't like for them to see what they're working on because it could be a strategy for somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. So they, that information is very, uh, very confidential information. So what we're trying to do is because we want to service everyone and anyone, regardless if we're in Santa Ana, we want to service everybody. We want to give them access to this. So what we want to do is. Just put it out there for everybody, which is something that most clubs would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa don't don't do that because you're going to you're going to, you know, tell everything, everything and all that. For me, it's after these courses, you don't have to pick up the phone and call me anymore because I'm going to give you what I think was everything like a, a blueprint as from where I went from youth to college to professional. And it's it's very powerful, man. It really is. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just an absolutely wonderful, like mindset to have. Some of these clubs are hiding this from the rest of the world because they don't want to give away the secret plan or the top secret formula, 100%. but you're, you and the people you're working with, it's so generous that you just want to see people excel in life and you don't care about, you know, making a profit off of it or, you know, taking something oh it's just ours you know and that just that speaks volumes and 100 percent uh our shen guards are 45 dollars to customize if you go to europe there's a company in italy and spain that i think they're like 160 euros for custom shin guards and they're pretty whack bro ours are pretty dope like in terms <laughs> of the design and stuff so but it's it's like that for a reason because i want everyone to wear my shin guards yeah mm -hmm. i want everyone to be able to customize and tap into that not for me i already did it it's not for me anymore right it sounds like you just have the entire recipe for success, like, <laughs> but not like not just on the like business standpoint, but on like the soul standpoint, like your soul is being rewarded for just all the good work that you're doing. I'll tell you why I grew up not having much. So today I give not because I have much, but because I know what it feels like not to have anything. So my wife says the exact same thing growing up in a really tough neighborhood. Yeah. Just, you know, with a, a mother, you know, a single mother who was just, you know, yeah. raising two girls. The odds were against her, but my wife every single day gives back instead of takes. And you know what? I can see that mindset. Love it, bro. Love that. So you mentioned earlier that you were on the uh, U.S. men's beach soccer team. I'm assuming you have a lot of fun stories from playing all around the world. Uh, what are your some of your favorite stories from uh, 
your time with the the men's team. Should I thre- should I tread carefully on the story? Like no, go <laughs> all out, all out. Yep. Are you sure no, I can't go. We have the warnings on our Spotify I mean, already. Don't don't name names, but yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> names no. have been changed <laughs> to protect the innocent. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a good one because it's uh, <laughs> because this podcast is post and pints, man. So yeah. <laughs> uh, we were we were about to travel to Brazil, okay, and um, and it was a young team and. Before you travel, they send you an email with the roster of the team that's going to travel. So before we're even getting together, you already know who's going to travel on this trip. It tells you how many defenders you, because you get an email from the U.S. Uh, national team. And so I get an email and there's this name on, on the list. And there's this player that I used to play against my whole life. He went to UC Santa Barbara. I went to UCLA. So it was like rivalry from when we were like 10 years old to 15 years old to college. And now he's going to come to the team, right? So I'm like, damn, I've never met the guy personally, but we've always, like, clashed on the field. So I'm just like, you know, but the guy's an amazing player, right? I just didn't, didn't know him as a person. So we go to Brazil. We get there. I see him in the airport from LAX going to Brazil. And, you know, we introduce each other. It's a very professional environment, right? So we introduce each other. I'm like, I don't know what to expect. I'm sure he's thinking the same stuff, right? So we get to Brazil, and I ended up rooming with, another uh, roommate he ended up with rooming with somebody else well we were very professional we go to for what we go it was a tournament you know we train hard we play and all this stuff but at the end of the day because we're all adults right you know at the end of the tournament after the tournament is over they allow us to go get a beer you know we're in portugal and brazil wherever we are we'll go get the local beer the local tequila the local vodka whatever it is right so in brazil is cachaça and specifically it's um, caipirinhas, if you've ever heard of caipirinhas before. Have just you guys sound, ever? That just sounds deadly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it just doesn't sound like it goes down well. So, <laughs> so watch this. So it was the, the end of the day. Tournament's over. It was our last day in Brazil. And so me and Danny, Ber- Danny Barrera, who won't mind me saying his name because this is a great story. Great friend of mine now, right? Because of our experience. So we're like, bro, what are we going to do? So, of course, I'm like, caipirinhas and, and cachaça, right? So we go to the beach, and over there on the beach, they serve you alcohol, right? So the guy who was serving the drinks was watching our tournament live as we were playing, right? Because it's huge over there. So he knew exactly who we were. So he was like, in Portuguese, he was telling me, oh, tournament's over, you know? And we're like, yes, tournament's over. He's like, okay, I got the drink just for you. <laughs> so he... He gets his his cup. He starts blending it, and it's with uh, uh, lemon and sugar. And there, the it's not tequila. It's called cachaça. So that's the the alcohol. Yeah. So he literally goes like this. He's he's like stirring it, you know, all this stuff. And we we hadn't eaten dinner. We were like pending because our our schedules are really tight. So we had just finished. We went to our hotel, showered. We knew we had like an hour and a half until dinner. So we, you know, we grabbed some snacks and we're like, let's at least go have one drink before dinner. Right. So <laughs> the guy serves it, blah, blah, you know, cheers us, bottoms up. We drink, bro. My, my boy didn't get past half of it when we had to go back to the hotel and we, he passed out on, on the bed just because he was just like, heck yeah. He just, we just passed out for, <laughs> for the next hour and a half until our alarm came. We went out, got some dinner. 
And the rest I can't tell. We we I have a picture of him in in the hotel just in his chonies and his underwear and he's just like, he's like this, bro. And he made a story where you can't finish the story. Uh, there i can't go (laughs) ah that's great but uh i thought you guys would would appreciate that um alcohol moment that's that's great that's great i feel like those moments though and you said do do i go straight with water for this whole time no like right now i'm drinking water but you know we enjoy ourselves we're human beings and if you guys have seen the last dance from michael jordan I loved it because it really shows the inside of it, right? And these guys, you see how human being they are, right? Am- amongst what they're going through. So I enjoy my beer when I can, man. Absolutely. 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 Especially during Corona. <laughs> Especially. <laughs> not much else to do for most of us. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we're all not Cristiano Ronaldo who spends a million dollars a year on trainers and yachts. Yeah, and neither and, uh, am I. I don't have hotels to give me money, so. Yeah. <laughs> You know? oh, weird. Well, gentlemen, I think that about wraps it up. This has to be probably one of my favorite episodes we've ever done by far. Bobby, by a country mile. This was <laughs> um, a huge blast. Yeah. Oscar, we can't thank you enough for coming on. We're going to definitely bring you on again because we're just... We want to hear more stories. I'm, I'm already you. thinking of like 10 questions for the Please next time. Please reach out. Please reach out. I'm here. Um, Oh, well, we yeah. don't plan we don't plan on stopping. So I'm telling you right now, you'll be by the phone. You know, trust me. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. No, look, I want to thank you guys. And and if I may, in my serving the community and my brother, and like I said, my sister now currently plays at UCLA. I told you guys I live in Santa Ana, California. And two weeks ago, I decided to run for my school district's uh, board of education which means there's five board members on this board and, and really we oversee everything that has to do with the educational system in our city, right? And the biggest reason is obviously for me is, is seeing how I could serve in a bigger way. So for your guys as listeners and for you guys as well, the best way people can, can push forward our movement because that's what we're doing. We're really trying to revolutionize soccer and really having it be bridge uh towards educational attainment and you know social mobility and moving forward because it really much is in many ways and uh, we want to bring that amongst soccer the educational aspect because for us soccer was a vehicle just like american football can be a vehicle tennis can be a vehicle music can be a vehicle whatever it is graphic design can be a vehicle podcast can be a vehicle towards success right soccer for us was that vehicle and and if you guys uh wanted to support the movement that we have going on in our city, the best way the viewers can support is follow me on my social medias. I'm always talking about it. Uh, I just created my own website called Oscar Reyes for Santa Ana School Board.com. People can donate to my campaign. Obviously, there's expenses and putting signage and this and all that stuff, reaching out to people. Uh, the best way, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars, everything is. Uh, received with a very warm heart and it's not for me it's for the for, for our youth uh, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know right now a donation from post and pints will definitely be made don't you worry Absolutely. And, and we will put all the social medias and campaigns in the show and, notes and the and the best way is to follow me personally on i'm always shooting it out and that's how they can get informed if they want to know how else they can get informed then anybody is just follow me and you'll hear about it because 
we're in a very unique time right now. Hey, Amen. Absolutely. And you know what? These are like when we started a podcast, this is the moments that at least I was most appreciative about. Of course, drinking beer, talking <laughs> soccer is always going to be on the top of that list. But being able like the biggest things were being able to hear stories from people from not only just in our own neighborhood. We're all from New Jersey. Being able to reach all the way to the opposite side of the United States, like that's what all of this, like this for me makes it completely worth it. And, and I just love doing it every single day. Yeah. Powerful, man. Powerful. Absolutely. So before we close up, I wanted to give a big shout out to Thierry Henry. Today is the goat's birthday. It is. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Thierry Henry. Um, Sounds like he's staying in Montreal. It doesn't look like he's going to Barcelona. So <laughs> I'd I think, say it's safe to assume that at this point. <laughs> I, you know what? I think that's better for him because I feel like that wouldn't have been a good fit. But his, that's his, his last it went co- well at Monaco, right? Yeah, his last coaching stint in Europe went absolutely well. So, <laughs> Oscar, once again, from all of us, thank you so very much for coming on. No, look, thank you guys. And the only thing I, I'm going to ask at this moment is that you guys privately send me a shipping address because I got some shin guards coming. Ooh. I got you, dude. Don't you worry. Hey, and you guys want all of them signed? Uh, yes, I, please. I, <laughs> of course. Absolutely, man. We greatly appreciate that. Okay, cool. I, just, I, I didn't know if you wanted one not signed so you can wear it and then... I, but, I would but, be offended if it wasn't signed. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I'd, yeah, be like, I'd be like, no, 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 no. These aren't going on my legs at all. These Darn aren't old. touching anyone's legs. <laughs> Perfect. That's all I needed to know. All right. So signing off, Oscar, Kyle, Alex, Dre, and my name is Matt. Once again, thank you, everyone. That's episode 30 of Post and Pints in the book. Thank you once again, and everyone have a great rest of your evening. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to another wonderful episode of Post and Pints. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Post and Pints. Make sure to give us a follow and join the conversation. And as always, be safe and always podcast responsibly. The banter will always be free, but the beer will never be included. We'll see you next time.